People are the weakest link in any cybersecurity plan. We're distracted, exhausted, and often unmotivated. It's time to change the approach used to protect our businesses, technology, identity, and data. The human element has to be front and center in a war against data breaches and ransomware attacks. It's time to educate. Welcome to the Human Element Podcast. Visit our website at thehumanelement.net for more content to help you strengthen your awareness of the people problem in cybersecurity. I am Scott Gumbar, owner of Nuage Tech, a client-focused, security-minded, proactive IT service provider. Welcome to episode 14. We're going to dub this the trouble with crypto. Uh, you know, And we're not going to talk about the trouble with crypto if you get what I mean. So cryptocurrency is taking a nosedive, all of them. There's scams, you know, FTX and other issues out there. Bitcoin, I think, is at the lowest it's been in many years, and so are others. Um, but we're not going to talk about that. That's not what we're here for. This is not a cryptocurrency podcast. And I would be lying if I said I am a cryptocurrency expert. I am not. I understand the technology, the blockchain behind it, but I don't really dabble in crypto i own a little bit but not a whole lot uh this is more about the human element and as you're aware the human element is often the cause of many breaches and or scams uh and matter of fact in scams it's almost 100 percent exclusive human element first i want to apologize it's been almost four months since our last episode it's just that uh, my main business has been booming and just have not had chance to record podcasts i will try to get back to weekly um so if you're used to listen to this and you missed out i apologize there's been lots of things that have occurred in those four months that we can discuss on this podcast but this one is a little newer this is um, on bleeping computer from two days ago as i record this november 21st 2022 and the title of the article on bleeping computer is Attackers bypass Coinbase and MetaMask 2FA via TeamViewer fake support chat. And really this illustrates the overwhelming use of different tactics of social engineering in order to accomplish the end goal, the end result here being to steal the um, cryptocurrency in Coinbase uh, that you know, somebody who's purchased whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, or some other Bit or some other cryptocurrency, they've purchased it. They're storing it in Coinbase, uh, or MetaMask, or Crypto.com, or KuCoin, um, and they're stealing this cryptocurrency by using several different forms of social engineering and combining them into one attack. And I have mentioned in a previous podcast that when you combine phishing tactics, uh, so for example, a, an email followed up with a phone call or a text message followed up with a phone call, the success rate doubles. Uh, it goes from around 30 to 40%, usually depending on the scam, all the way up to 80 plus percent 
when you add multiple forms of the multiple attack methods. So again, if I send you a text message and we talked about this with um, Zell and how you receive a text message saying, did you authorize this transaction for Zell? And then of course you, you reply with no, because you didn't. And immediately you get a phone call from someone claiming to be from the bank. So similar tactics here, they're using multiple methods, more than two in this, in this instance, to um, steal cryptocurrency. So this starts out with Microsoft Azure web apps. So they're building web apps on Microsoft Azure. You know, anybody can get on Microsoft Azure, create an account, uh, and they give you, you know, certain services for free for limited time and limited amount of usage. You create a web app that looks like um, a legitimate site, but in reality, it's a phishing site. So they use Microsoft Azure, and I wouldn't be surprised if they also use Amazon and or Google or some other services. There's tons of those types of services, Microsoft just being one of the bigger ones. Um, they lure the victims to phishing messages that impersonate bogus transaction confirmation requests. So very similar to Zelle, you get a notification saying that a transaction took place and they want you to confirm it. So it could be a bogus transaction, it could be suspicious activity detection. You get, you know, we've all received text messages at this point saying there's been suspicious activity on your on your checking account. Uh, please click here to confirm. I think we've all gotten a text message. There's a M&T bank that just took over, merged a couple of different banks in Connecticut, and everybody's receiving text messages, even if they don't have an account with M&T Bank. One of the phishing emails seen in the attacks pretended to be from Coinbase, which says they locked the account due to suspicious activity. Now, I wish I could find it because I did see that I received this message in my regular Gmail account. You know, obviously the the level of of uh, spam protection isn't as high in a in an at gmail.com account, um, nor do I care because it's that's essentially what it's for is to sign up for things that I don't really want to receive emails for. When the targets visit, visit the phishing site, they are presented with a chat window supposedly for customer support controlled by a scammer who directs visitors through multi-step defrauding process. So as I mentioned, multiple steps are involved in this process. Um, and because of that, the success rate is a lot higher and it includes getting onto your computer. So if you are, if you're receiving these notifications and you allow this conversation to take place, they will eventually lead, potentially lead to trying to remote into your computer and I'll explain how they're doing that and why, uh, one of the first things I do when we take over a new client is remove team viewer from every computer if it's on there. So Pixum or PIXM has been tracking this campaign since 2021 when the threat group targeted only Coinbase. Recently, Pixum's analysts noticed an expansion in the campaign's targeting scope to include MetaMask, Crypto.com, and KuCoin. Uh, I'm not familiar with KuCoin. Again, I'm not a big cryptocurrency person, but MetaMask and Crypto.com I am familiar with. And I know Coinbase is going through a lot of trouble anyway. So, so how do they bypass? So now you're thinking, all right, Coinbase and I'm assuming MetaMask and Crypto.com do this as well, and KuCoin probably force you to sign up for 2FA now. And if, if you have an account anywhere and they're not asking you, especially financial, they're not asking you to, to set up 2FA, then just walk away. But anyway, 
bypassing 2FA. And we've talked about this before as well. There are ways to get around 2FA. It's, it's, it's mostly through social engineering. So the first phase of the attack in the fake crypto exchange phishing sites involves a bogus login form followed by a two-factor authentication prompt. So listen to how they're doing this. Essentially what happens is they ask you to log in. It looks like a real site, but it's not. It's a clone of the real site. Um, and you can confirm this by looking at the URL very carefully because they could be using something similar to what you're used to. So in other words, if it's crypto.com, maybe they change the O to a zero or something like that. That's very possible. And I don't know if that's what they're doing. I would imagine that purchasing crypto.com with a zero instead of an O is going to be expensive. So I don't think they would do that, but it's possible. Regardless of the credentials entered during the stage, they will still be stolen by the threat actor. So what happens is you enter the cred your credentials into this fake page that looks like the real page, and then it prompts you for 2FA. Okay, well, that seems legit. They're asking me for 2FA. Nobody can break into my account if they're asking for 2FA, two-factor authentication, that is. And so you put it in, except that this site is also still in those credentials. So the attackers on the other end are instantly on the real website. So let's say KuCoin. There's an image here of KuCoin. So they're on your they're on KuCoin website. They've already entered in the credentials because they stole it when you entered them on this fake phishing website. And then you entered 2FA, and now they've entered that same code into the real KuCoin website. So now they've logged into your website because you have given your 2FA to this fake website and they've collected it. If for some reason that fails, then they move on to the next phase. So that, um, and it also says that here that MetaMask phishing attacks are targeting recovery phrases rather than credentials or 2FA codes. So chatting with scammers. So now there's a chat on this page. So now 2FA didn't work. The re the Scammers trigger the next attack stage, which is to launch an on-screen chat support. And it's really easy to add chat support to your website. I have it on my website. Um, it's not, and a lot of times there's there's free ways to do it. You can do it for free through Facebook, although I don't think you'd want to chat with people on Facebook on your website. But there are businesses that do this. This is done by displaying a fake error message stating the account has been suspended due to suspicious activity and asking the visitor to contact support to resolve the matter. So you get a message on the screen on this fake website, not the real website, on the phishing website that says that your account has been suspended. And then they start chatting with you on the website. In the support chat, the threat actors start a conversation with the targeted victim to keep them around in case different credentials or recovery phases or two-factor authentication codes are needed for the threat actors to log into the account. They will prompt the user for their username, password, and two-factor authentication code directly in the chat. But here's where it gets really interesting. The criminal will take, the, take this directly to a browser on their machine and again try to access the user's account. But if they fail, then what happens is they go to asking the customer to use TeamViewer. To overcome the authenticated device obstacle, in other words, your device has been previously authenticated and verified, but now they're using a device that's not. The victim, the attackers convinced the victim to download and install TeamViewer Remote Access app. The scammers asked the victims to log into cryptocurrency wallet or exchange account. And while they do so, they the threat actors add a random character in the password field to cause a login failure. So you, you're entering 
your password. They enter a random character while you're doing this because they are remoted into your computer. And of course, the login fails. So then they ask you to paste the password into TeamViewer so that they can um, use that password on their end. Once they gain access to the account or wallet, the threat actor drain all the funds while still keeping the victim engaged in their support chat. So now that they've got you in the support chat, they're you know, telling you, okay, we're trying to confirm that this works and see what's wrong. And in reality, they're draining all of your cryptocurrency out of your account and into their own account. And the crypto exchanges all say there is no way to recover these. If you fall for one of these scams, there's nothing that a crypto exchange can do to recover your funds once they're transmitted from your wallet. That's it. It's gone. And if you have tens of thousands or more in cryptocurrency sitting on one of these exchanges, it is gone. So what happened here? What did we, how did these people get scammed? And this has been going on since 2021. So that we're already in our second year of this scam happening. Um, again, they've used multiple methods of social engineering. They've, they've taken you to a phishing website looks like a real website so if you're not paying attention to the url that's the the, the actual address so if i were to go to google.com it would be g-o-o-o-g-l-e.com in my in my address bar one of the problems is some people don't know that an address bar is not the same as a search and so they're not they may they may not be looking at the address bar when this happens now if you're dabbling in cryptocurrency hopefully you know better than that Number two, they ask you to log in. So if they've convinced you that this is the real website and now you're logging in, they're stealing those credentials. And we've, if you've listened to this podcast or any other podcast similar in nature, then you know that there are plenty of phishing websites out there that that's what they do. They, they convince you to log in, they steal your credentials, and then they run with it. Okay, well, I have multi-factor authentication, two-factor authentication on my account, so that doesn't matter. Who cares if they steal my credentials? I'll just change my password. Except now they're asking you to enter your two-factor authentication, and now you you have that warm and fuzzy feeling, oh, okay, they're asking for two-factor authentication, so this is okay. Except that what they're really doing is stealing your two-factor authentication codes. So they steal, you enter the code, they steal that and then they try it on the real website in the background. Now, for some reason that fails, whatever reason, you know, if they have some sort of conditional access, which just means they've never logged in from that location. So now the cryptocurrency exchange wants another authentication method. Uh, now they move on to the next phase and that's the support that's to start a support chat with you. And again, try to steal those credentials through the support chat. And if it's still not working, they're going to install, they're going to convince you to install TeamViewer, which, yes, there are businesses out there that legitimately use TeamViewer, but there are also lots of shady people out there that use uh, that use TeamViewer to remote into computers. You can use TeamViewer for free, and so that's where this runs into a problem for um, people because you can install it for free. You can connect to someone's computer. They give you the code. You log into the computer and uh, do what you have to do. And so they, they convince them to install TeamViewer. And as they're entering the password into the website, they add an extra character. So now it fails. They convince the end user to copy and paste the password into the chat 
So now they have the, the password minus, you know, obviously they'll take out the character that they entered and cause it to fail. And they're going to log into the real crypto exchange site, steal all your, your cryptocurrency and run with it. And there's nothing you could do about it. Social engineering using multiple methods has a higher success rate. And obviously this is working because it's been going on for two years and we're talking about it in year two. So how do you protect yourself? Well, there's a few things. Number one, look at the address in the web. Uh, first of all, don't fall for the scam. Like if 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 you, you get an alert saying that you're there's a problem with your account or did you authorize this transaction, then just simply go to coinbase.com and log in there or crypto.com or MetaMask or uh, KuCoin and just log in there, whatever the exchange is. If, even if it's just your regular bank, just log in with the, with the website that you know to be the correct website. Or alternatively, call the, the exchange or the bank or whoever it is. You have a debit card. If it is your bank, you call the number on the back of the card. Google the, the phone number for support on, on any of those companies and call them directly to find out what's going on. And they will tell you, yes, this is a scam. The second thing is, so as I mentioned, you can look at the, the web address of the website that they're taking you to and confirm whether or not it is the real site. Chances are it's not. Thirdly, if you're using some kind of web filtering technology, we, we installed DNS filtering on some of our clients, where it'll work, where it makes sense. And the purpose is, one of the things it does is block out known phishing sites and or newly registered sites. So if you just, if the domain was just purchased and a website launched recently, it's going to get blocked automatically. You could do this in, in your own home as well. It's, um, and as a matter of fact, some of the, anti-malware, um, they're called endpoint detection now. Uh, some of those softwares will offer ways to protect you uh, on the web as well. Even Google, to some degree, will block some of those sites. So if, it, you know, if you get any kind of alert on your computer su suggesting that the website is not legit, then back out of it right away. Do not allow anybody to install TeamViewer on your computer ever. Um, for those companies that legitimately use TeamViewer, I would highly recommend because of the reputation around it, just move away from TeamViewer. And I'm sorry, that's just the way I feel now. I know they have a paid plan as well, so it's a little bit different, but it still doesn't change the fact that it's being used for nefarious purposes on a regular basis. And there are other ways to do this. It's not the only way to remote into a, a Windows computer. You can They can simply use... Um, um, quick assist on a Windows 10 or 11 computer. The problem is trying to get the person to find quick assist. It doesn't seem to be well known that quick assist exists on a, on a Windows computer. Um, if a support chat, never copy and paste your, your, paste, your password anywhere. Never copy and paste it, especially into a support chat. There is never a reason for them to have the password, ever. All of our clients at Nuage Tech, they're told, do not give us your password. We have other ways to help you. We do not need your password, ever. We will never call you and ask you for your password. We will never prompt you for the password. I will say, log in. I don't want to know your password. You go ahead and log in. And I'll be honest, some people will still give me the password. 
um, I don't want it. And I'm, if you give it to me, I forget it anyway. I don't barely remember my own passwords. So just don't give out your password through any method. And the last suggestion that I'll give you is it's really easy. You get an alert saying, did you authorize this transaction to transfer, you know, let's say $10,000 worth of cryptocurrency and you're automatically your first reaction. I'm in the business and I know a phishing scam or a vishing scam or a smishing scam whenever I receive one. But if I got a text saying, did you authorize this sell for $5,000? My instant gut reaction is, oh crap, what's going on? Amazon text messages that say, did you, your delivery, there's a problem with your delivery. Click here to update your address or whatever. My instant reaction is, oh crap, something's wrong. I take a second and say, no, wait a minute. This isn't right. Step back from whatever it is that's calling, causing you that that anxiety, that fear, whatever it is, that, that reaction, emotional response to the text or, or email or phone call that you just received. Wait, just wait. Give it five, ten minutes and then come back and say, wait a minute, is this right? Look at the, the link that they text you or, or emailed you and say, this, it doesn't look right. Look at the message again. You'll, you'll probably pick up on grammatical errors or, or things like that. Just step back and say something isn't right. And then say, I'm going to go to the website manually. Type in, you know, let's use Coinbase again, coinbase.com. I'm sure we all know how to spell C-O-I-N-B-A-S-E.com. Make sure it's .com because that's their official website. And log in through there and say, no, there's nothing wrong. Or call them, even better, call them and say, listen, I just got this text message. I want to make sure it's legitimate. Always always use some kind of verification um, for yourself to, to make sure that the information is on the up and up. Chances are it's not. I don't think with uh, any of these services that you'll receive text message out of the blue saying, did you do this? Did you authorize this? A lot of times if they detect fraud, they're going to call you. They will place a phone call to you. So hopefully this helps someone, but again, it, it illustrates the problem with social engineering is that now they're when they combine multiple methods of, of engineering you, the success rate increases significantly, not just a little bit, significantly. So where you might think it's not worth their time and energy, I only have you know, a few hundred dollars in my, my wallet, um, that few hundred dollars could mean a lot to someone else, and they're going to work hard to get to that. So stay safe. Uh, I'm going to upload this on the day before Thanksgiving, so if you celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. And we will do our best to make this a more regular podcast again. Until next time, stay safe, stay secure, and don't get scammed.